This is True Parenting Audio, episode 37. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Welcome back, everybody. This is Andy, and today we're going to be talking about five common marriage troubles that come after kids and how we can work through those things. So we're going to start off again today with a quote, and the quote for today is a great motto for brides and grooms out there. It's, we're a work in progress with a lifetime contract. That quote is by Phyllis Koss. That's Koss with a K. I think it's important in marriage and even in parenting to re- remember and to realize that we're both a work in progress and definitely together we're a work in progress. And neither party is perfect, but we're working together towards the same objective. And when we have that perspective, we can weather all the storms that come along in our families and in our marriage relationship. And I truly believe that the marriage relationship, the relationship between a mother and a father are the most important relationship in a child's life. That relationship is a kind of prototype for what relationships should be or what the world around them is going to be like and to treat them like. A lot of times they learn skills both relational skills as well as just basic everyday skills through watching mom and dad deal with problems and interact with one another. That mom and dad relationship is their first point of contact with the outside world. And so this issue of dealing with new problems that may arise when children come into our households becomes a very important one not only so that we can maintain and have a happy, healthy relationship with our spouse, but also so that we can grow our family and teach our children what it is to be a happy, healthy, productive adult. So when I first started thinking about this topic, I think about when I was a kid and how kids have this immature view of relationships in general. And I remember on the playground at school, kids singing the old tune, you know, Andy and Camille sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage. I know I heard that song about a million times growing up, and probably even sang it to a few of my friends when they were playing on the playground with a girl or holding hands or something to that effect. 
But as I thought back about the words of that song and thought about the pattern of relationships and how they grow and mature as we grow up and we we do fall in love and we decide to go and tie the knot. And then comes the baby in the baby carriage. And oftentimes, we don't know quite what to expect after that. We've got the pattern up until then down. Even as, as a grade schooler, we spout off that song to our friends. But we've never been told what comes next. That's not to say that everything that comes after children is some kind of struggle or trouble that we have to face with our spouse. Quite to the contrary, I believe that children actually enhance our marriages and can help us to grow together as a couple, but they also bring challenges that we didn't usually face prior to those children coming. So I want to share with you five common troubles that a lot of marriages face when they do add kids to the mix and some ways to productively work through those things so that we can continue to maintain and have a healthy relationship with our spouse as well as teach and and help our children to see positive relationships modeled for them. So the first one is a question of when will there be time for us again? I know that men especially, when children are first born, they rely heavily upon mom. They rely on mom for food and comfort and a lot of those things. There are other options nowadays for providing for those things for babies when they're born. But primarily, mom has uh, a previous nine-month bond with that child that dad is kind of trying to catch up with. And they can sometimes start to feel second best. Whereas they've had all of mom's attention in the past, now that attention is separated. And kids in general take a lot of time and effort. There are things that they can't do for themselves, and we, as their parents, assume that role. And so it does diminish some of that time that we previously might have spent with our spouse. And so in order to help fix this problem or to bridge that gap, it's important for couples to make that time that they need and not just wait for it to happen. Turn off TV and electronics and all of the distractions of the day when the kids finally go down for bed and spend some time together, some face-to-face time. Look each other in the eye. Spend some time holding hands and just connecting. It can also be helpful to schedule weekly dates or to find another couple that might be able to split time with taking the kids one weekend and you take their kids another weekend so that you can go out on dates together and spend some time without the kids as well. So the second issue that comes up is somewhat related to this, the first one, but it's slightly different. And that's the question... Do you like the baby more than me? After our babies after a baby's born, it can sometimes feel like we've been pushed aside. With this issue, it can be really important to find ways to connect in special ways, to do things that are specifically significant to 
your spouse. And also, if you're feeling jealous or feeling like more attention is being given to the child than to yourself, it can be important also for you to connect with your child, study their tiny features, and get to know their personalities and just be with them. Help out in whatever way you can. Utilize that time that's devoted to caring for your child as a time to connect also as a couple and as a a whole family unit. The third issue that comes up very frequently is where did all the money go? Truth is that diapers aren't cheap. There's all kinds of new expenses that come with having a new child. And so it provides an opportunity for you and your spouse to sit down together and to be on the same page when it comes to your finances, to understand where the money's going and to make decisions together on how your money is spent. It's always important with all conflicts, but specifically with this issue of of money problems or financial issues, to always address the problem from an us versus the problem perspective rather than a you versus me perspective. The fourth issue that often comes up is whose job is it? Whether or not you have distinct roles in your family, making a plan for what each parent can do to help the other is really, really important. And making that plan together and even writing it down can be very, very helpful. This doesn't mean that you can't help each other with your roles or be lenient with who does what, and we all make mistakes, but it can be very important to have clear expectations and roles in the household of who will do what, and then to do our best to support each other in those roles. The fifth and last issue I wanna address is one that doesn't come until a little bit later on in our children's lives, but it's the question of, mom said you could do what? It's amazing as kids grow up, they get really good at triangulating with mom and dad. They figure out ways to pit mom against dad in order to help them get the best outcome for them. I find especially with parents that have teens at home, that issues of discipline and how you discipline as a couple become a bigger deal as the kids grow up. And if the lines of communication aren't wide open with mom and dad, it can become a real problem. The great thing is in our day and age, we have more modes of communication than we ever have before and more access to each other in order to communicate in a way that doesn't allow our children to pit us against each other or to to triangulate like that. The first thing to make sure and do with your spouse is to not let these things creep up on you, but to be talking on a regular basis about your parenting styles, your parenting background, the experiences that you've had in your life and how you feel about your children doing certain things or how you'll respond when they behave poorly or, or other things like that. Work together to create some basic sorts of techniques or responses that you'll agree upon as a couple that you can give to your children 
as well as when a child comes to one parent and asks something that you defer to the other parent. Especially with big decisions or disciplinary actions, it's smart to tell your child that you need to talk with mom or dad first before you make any specific decisions. But I also understand that that's not always possible. Sometimes one parent or the other has to make a decision without talking it over with the other parent first. In these types of cases, it's really important for us to understand that the other parent, their intentions are to teach and build strong relationships with our children just as they are with us. They love our kids just as much as we do. So it's important after a decision like that has been made that we don't undercut or devalue the actions of our spouse. If we struggle with a decision that has been made by our spouse, we can go to them first and talk to them about why they did it and get a better understanding and foundation for their decision and talk together about how that type of an issue will be dealt with in the future. Ultimately, when parents address these problems actively and in positive ways, marriage and relationships have the potential to grow and expand. When we address the new stresses in our marriage that come with kids, both our marriage relationships and our relationships with our kids blossom. The marriage relationship is one of the most impactful influences on how our kids perceive the world and develop their own skills and relationships. So first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage, and then comes greater love, appreciation, and teamwork. And when we do that, our families grow and expand and become something beautiful and more wonderful than we've ever experienced before. So just like the quote said at the beginning of this episode, we're a work in progress with a lifetime contract. And that contract means commitment to communication and to working through these problems and using them as a springboard to better and more fulfilling relationships for you and for your kids. I hope this has been helpful to you. I hope that if you're having any of those struggles in your marriage, since you've had children of your own, that this episode has been productive and helpful to you and that you'll be able to use those skills to overcome those problems and to build upon your relationship and make it better than ever. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate every single listener out there. Come on over to trueparenting.net to the article, Five Common Marriage Troubles After Kids and How to Work Through Them, and leave comments about what, what struggles have you seen that have come up as, as you've raised your children. And let us know how you overcame those things. Or what are some of the tactics or techniques or the principles that have helped you to grow your marriage relationship with or without children? And finally, before I wrap up the podcast, I just want to remind you that we've recently just released a new resource called the Quick Calm Toolkit. And you can get that for free by entering your email address at the URL trueparenting.net slash quickcalmtoolkit. 
This resource will give you an audio that will teach you a technique that will help you to calm your anxiety, fear, and frustration, and even anger in literally two minutes. Thanks again for listening, and have an excellent day.